Hi, I'm Vic Francis, pastor of Shaw Vineyard, and I'm pleased to share with you Transmission Stories, where I sit down with members of our congregation and chat about how they are, in big ways and small, picking up where Paul left off in the book of Acts. It's all part of our Transmission series, where we're following the missionary journeys of Paul Sunday by Sunday, and figuring out what that means for us in 2019 in our workplaces, homes, schools, and other areas of our lives. Today I'm chatting with Laurent Marsh, a corrections officer at Auckland Prison in Paremaremo. Laurent shows his great heart and compassion for some of New Zealand's most notorious criminals and shares how his faith is a powerful factor that sustains him in an often difficult working environment. Here then is Laurent. I'm very pleased to be together today chatting with Laurent Marsh. Laurent's a corrections officer at Auckland Prison. We would possibly know it better as Paremaremo Prison, um, which has about 630 prisoners, um, many of whom are in maximum security and, and other levels of security. So Laurent, great to be having a conversation with you. Thank um, you. Welcome in today. We're part of our Transmission Stories, which is our transmission series here at Shaw Vineyard. Uh, and we have this thing where we say we're picking up our own story where Paul left off. And so, Laurent, you're working at Paremaremo. Tell, tell us what you do. You've been there 14 years. Tell us what you do. Yeah, I've, currently I'm working in the control room and uh, I've worked in a wide area, various areas in the prison, uh, such as uh, movements team in, in the high security blocks, uh, lower security areas. Uh, yeah, sort of worked uh, basically everywhere on the site. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and, and of course, Paremaremo is our maximum security prison or part of that whole complex. So uh, if we were to think about names of people that we've heard in the media, you will have brushed shoulders with many of those, some of our maybe, I guess you could say, most hardened criminals. How is that? How hard is that? How has that been your experience? Yes, uh, we have about probably 70 or 80 percent of the most volatile offenders uh, in the country uh, that you know as you mentioned you would have seen all the names in the media and uh, i guess it all for me as a christian it comes down to respect Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, i guess most of those life sentence prisoners or long sentence prisoners, they uh, generally give respect back to you if you respect them. Right, so so I don't know, for, for the person who sees them on a TV clip or reads about them in the paper, you know, a word like respect probably isn't the first thing that comes to mind, certainly from them, but, but your experience is, is different. Yes, um, I've had good good conversations with many of them some of them are very talented Hmm. Uh, they're good artists they good with carving good with music and just sort of makes you wonder what caused them to do what they've actually done yeah so you respect them how do you respect them what does that how does that outwork itself uh, for me, as as a Christian, um, I believe uh, they've done what they've done, mm. 
and they've been sentenced and so uh, they are serving out their term, their punishment and for me to just be disrespectful towards them is just going to sort of rub them up the wrong way mm. and I think quite often I pray uh, on a daily basis I pray whilst I'm on my work on my way to work I pray I sort of prepare the ground if you like right yes. uh, for the day at, at work and and with that as a, a foundation I guess for your day and this, this respect thing that you say you have found that that is returned to you from these prisoners, these hard prisoners? I think in most cases uh, that's been the case. Um, I've never been threatened by a prisoner that he would kill me or, right. you know, um, yes, some prisoners do threaten you, they'll punch you or they'll knock you over or something. Um, but none of these have been from these long sentence prisoners right. um, because I think they resign themselves to the fact that that's going to be their home and mm. um, um, I've had some really decent conversations with some of them. Yeah that's an amazing story. Uh, do, do, is it an environment that you go into with a sense of concern for your physical well-being or is that just the exception given the procedures that you would have? I guess um, in the beginning that was the case. Uh, you would go in there and sort of, um, you know, look at their size and look at your hmm. medium frame of build and, yeah. and you'd say, oh, you know, I'm just like an ant yeah. as opposed to an elephant right. against the sky. But um, just coming back to the respect thing, uh, I think, uh, there's an old saying called saying that goes respect begets respect and uh, uh, I have found that that's happened uh, that way for me hmm. um, when a prisoner hurls abuse then I would just not say anything whereas other officers um, that are non-Christian would just throw four letter expletives back right. yes. you know because for me, I'm just going to uh, go into their territory mm. or sort of stoop to their level. Yeah, so know? it seems like your approach is producing fruit uh, immediately. They, they know that you're different in the way that you approach things. Yes, yes, I, I believe so. Um, you know, prisoners have in the past remarked that, uh, you know, how come you've been different from these guys, you know, and... And I would just say to them, look, you know, that's just my way of dealing with situations. Everyone's different. Mm. I wouldn't say something negative towards uh, about my colleagues, but mm. yes, you know, just of course, yeah. So it seems like a very hard environment because there would be hopelessness and obviously people who are on the wrong side of the tracks, um, and yet uh, it sounds like you see. Um, rays of light in there all the time or sometimes uh, how does it feel being a, a, a Christian uh, prison corrections officer prison guard we might say um, and and working and, and operating in that sort of environment 
it's it has its challenges definitely um, you know you, you you definitely go in there uh, especially in the beginning you you go in there and you think that um, you know uh, you know what if what if mm. but um, I think uh, the fact that we know that God is with us mm. you know um, that certainly has a good bearing uh, for me and uh, uh, I usually take that with me uh, in there in that environment and know that I am able to make a difference there. Well, it sounds like you have. I know that um, there are some specific um, prisoners who you've been involved with who, whose lives have been significantly um, touched uh, along the way. Tell us a story of that. Yeah, so um, a few years ago, uh, friends of ours who's missionaries in the Philippines asked me to collect some literature from someone. And um, I'm, I looked at this lady's last name and, and I said, uh, are you by any chance related to so-and-so? And she said, oh, that's actually my son. And I said, well, you know, I've actually known him when he was at Paramarima Prison and I've had some really good conversations with him and um, uh, he became a Christian whilst he was in prison and um, I asked her how's he doing and she said he's doing very well and um, he hasn't been back in prison wow. for more than or well, close to well more than 10 years actually wow. and um, when I asked her how is he doing with his faith? She said he's doing extremely well. That's incredible. Um, so you have a certain amount of freedom. I imagine it's somewhat restricted. You, you're not allowed to be an, an evangelist, so to speak, but you have a certain amount of freedom to talk to prisoners. You, you have the time to do that if they're open. How does that work? Yes, um, in the lower security areas, um, there's significantly more time because um, they have much longer unlock hours and they sort of roam free in within the confines of their unit. And uh, so I've also had some good conversations with a, a life sentence prisoner um, years ago. Um, and uh, then I also heard from his mum uh, that... Uh, He's had some really good chats with me because he calls his mum and you know has conversations and uh, so yeah we we do have opportunities to talk to prisoners um, especially in the lower security yeah. areas. Jesus, of course, talked about um, not neglecting the prisoners and and various others on the margins of society. I, my my hunches, in a way, we 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 quite like them to be somewhere where we're not sort of locked away and looked after by people like you keep keeping us safe um and yet there seems to be a i don't know an imperative in the in the gospels for people in situations like in prison for for christians to make a difference uh, is there much christian expression within parry and uh, you know sort of among the official chaplaincy or teams that go in how does that work yeah, we have a chaplaincy group there that um, 
uh, it's run by uh, a couple of uh, people. Um, they they not officers, um, and so they do a, sort of a coordination of uh, teams uh, of different church groups. Uh, I've seen a couple from the North Shore, a couple of groups mm -hmm. that have also done parenting courses with prisoners. Um, and uh, I've heard some really good feedback from some of those prisoners, especially when I worked in that lower security unit uh, with a prisoner I just mentioned earlier on, and also a few others. Um, have uh, have committed their lives uh, to Christ as a result of uh, parenting courses run by Christians as well as Christian ministry. So um, we have uh, quite an amount of people coming in, probably at least 30, uh, a group of a total group of 30 people coming on on a Sunday and doing Sunday services and at times during the week as well. So if um, if people wanted to be involved with those, maybe through the chaplaincy or maybe through um, the churches that, that, that actually have clearance, because you, you couldn't just you couldn't just turn up the Sunday, could you? you? You'd need to get some sort of a clearance to be able to do that. That's, that's correct. Um, so what, what people normally do is they uh, apply to the to the particular prison where they want to go and minister and um, then uh, various details are checked like um, you know they check whether you have a criminal record you couldn't, and all you couldn't those go things. in if you had a conviction of your own I suppose um, I'm not sure if if, if that's the case um, but um, within the past we've had uh, visits from uh, very popular people. Uh, the last, the last one being Nikki Cruz, mm -hmm. um, wow. uh, who was at at Paramaremo. So Nikki well. Cruz of New York gang fame from a while ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's a long, a lot of long time ago, decades ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So, so there is a Christian presence, and I guess you know it may be maybe the wrong example, but it, it feels like you know. It's a it's a pretty dark place in some ways with with what's happened in people's lives and hearts, people who end up in at Perry, um, but the the importance of the light being in there seems seems incredibly significant. That Christians would be there, that the chaplains would be there, that that prison officers who are Christians are around. Yes, definitely. I think it definitely has a bearing on the lives of these prisoners. I've I've seen on. Uh, multitudes of prisoners in within their cells whenever we do cell searches and 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 stuff like that then you it, it just makes you happy to see a Bible in their cells and mm. and sometimes just seeing them reading the Bible and doing Bible studies and in the morning watching Christian Christian programs on Christian television as well yeah that's a, it's an incredible um, thing and I guess there are prisoners you know unfortunately who are christians as well so you know they would need support along the way yes they do and um, we do have opportunities to to speak into their lives and uh, also uh, you know uh, pass on christian literature they they get 
loads of that from the Christian library mm. that we have at the prison as well. I guess you as a prison officer wouldn't be able to have contact with prisoners once they're released, but, but what are your thoughts about churches, I don't know, connecting up with released prisoners um, to help them, I, I guess, stay on the straight and narrow or help them maybe with um, aspects of life and faith? I've, I've heard of uh, quite a few churches that uh, connect with prisoners uh, once they're being released, and uh, that's still being done at the present moment, yes. Mm. Yeah, so, so it, I mean, I guess none of us want people to re-offend, but with a bigger picture of what God is doing in their lives, the importance of, of Christian community somehow um, connecting is, it couldn't be overestimated, I imagine. Definitely. Um, I believe they, they need the support, um, uh, that Christian support definitely helps in, um, in keeping people sort of, as the saying goes, keeping them out of trouble. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it can, that support can never be overestimated. Mm. So you're, we're having this conversation, it's in the morning, um, you're starting work, you're maybe just leaving from here to drive to Paremarema or Auckland, Auckland Prison. Um, you're saying before that as you drive to work, you, you pray um, that God will be with you. So I guess that's what's going to happen. What are your expectations for today or this week, being a Christian walking into, into that prison? What would you hope God would be doing in your life and through your life this week? Well, I, every day is a different day and uh, different things happen every day, different challenges take place and um, uh, as I drive to work, like I mentioned early on, I have a good pray and I sort of lay the foundation, if you like, um, for the day and when I get there, I simply just meet with uh, with what what what's coming, and I've also seen on a lot of occasions when things seem like it's just about to boil over, and other prison officers say, "Oh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen." Then I would just quietly pray, and then the whole thing just subsides. Wow! So you have a tangible sense that the you know God is in that prison. Absolutely, absolutely, and there's a few Christian officers uh, there as well, and and you know we try and connect on a on a regular basis, um, just to support each other and uh, and um, and see what we can do to sharpen each other up in in just raising the bar mm. there. Yeah. I sort of have this picture of you um, being in what is a what is a reasonably hard working environment and and coming home or and bouncing your um, little grandson on your knee. Um, it's a funny old world that you live in. I think you, the the I don't know the optimism of of um, new life and and another generation in the Marsh family and all of those things, and yet you're working with people whose lives are certainly not what their parents or grandparents would have believed for them when they're bouncing then when they were bouncing them on their knees um it's it's a funny old world isn't it yeah that that's definitely the case um uh you try to sort of switch off when you drive 
out by the boom gate and um, I think my way of switching off uh, I guess you, you can't just switch off just with a click of a finger so mm. my way of doing that is generally as I drive back home I would just you know thank the Lord for a good day um, and f I guess for us a good day is where there's been no assaults on yeah. officers or or prison on prisoner assaults where everything is just run reasonably well you mm. know so uh, that's sort of my time of just unwinding and I would just sort of thank the Lord and uh, turn on some some good Christian music and that's sort of my winding down time and when I get home uh, I, I find myself on a reasonably relaxed level mm. yeah yeah so I think I'm sure that's an important part of the process of both going in as you say and and leaving your work environment we're, um, we're talking about picking up your own story where Paul left off. We're doing these, uh, this series, obviously, Transmission, and this is one of our transmission stories, um, with the whole idea that you know, we see the missionary journeys of Paul, Acts 13 through to 20, um, and making a big difference in the world. Do, do you have any sense, I mean, you're a humble man, but, but do you have any sense of you know continuing on and doing the things that that you see in the scriptures? You know that that this would be an amazing thing for for me, Laurent Marsh, to be to be part of this incredible tradition that Paul has begun. Yes, definitely. I I see myself as um, as being uh, part of that, um, whether it's. At Paramaremo or elsewhere, yeah. uh, I think as Christians um, we need to be effective out there. Um, I just read a very important story this morning from uh, uh, Nikki Gumbel, who was just spoken about a a pastor in in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they have a church that's just basically run. On, on doing random acts of kindness, right. and and yeah. so I think we just need to outlive our salvation out there, and um, that's going to make an impact on the rest of the world here in New Zealand, I believe. Yeah, and um, obviously Paul's not here to do it. Only you and I are here to do it, aren't we? Yes, yes, that's correct. Well, in your environment, it's um, uh, an area I'm sure that anybody who's listening to this conversation would know that you would have to go with a real sense of God's presence because there would be great challenges that maybe a lot of us don't face in our jobs. And it does really feel like um, this is part of the ongoing um, work of the gospel in, um, in New Zealand and what we've seen over those couple of thousand years. Um, so it's been great and inspirational to chat about um, your work uh, in Perry, and um, we trust that as you continue and even as you go into this day that you'll have a real sense of God's presence with you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Laurent. Thanks for listening to today's final Shaw Vineyard transmission story. I hope you've enjoyed hearing Laurent share his heart and life. 
If you'd like to tune into any of our transmission series, you can do so on svc.org.nz. And if you'd like to join us at Shaw Vineyard on a Sunday, we'd love to see you at one of our services, 10am or 5pm at 252 Forest Hill Road on the North Shore. Till next time then, God bless you.